With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the host, guests, and callers only, and not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagon Halls, or Success Publishing International. More willpower than a barefoot woman at a shoe sale. Able to stretch a single paycheck for an entire month. Makes money concepts easier than third grade math. Introducing your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagon Halls. Work all day, stress all night. Take your mind off your money, focus on your life. Money don't matter or the stuff it bought. It's the way you think, not what you got. Welcome to the show, everyone. I am so glad you stopped by. We have one of our second to the last shows today, and I would be remiss if I did not introduce you to my illustrious producer and country music sensation, Jeremy Shane Murphy. Good morning. Good morning to you. And do you realize we're almost done with this season? Yeah. Well, I'm kind of remorseful. I mean, in like a, wow, look how far we've come sort of way. But then we got the new season coming up, and we've got all kind of awesome guests lined up for next season. So it's bittersweet, wouldn't you say? I think it's good. So this week's key is practicing the three R's, and this is what takes this financial literacy program to the next level. Okay, so this is why our system works long-term where others fail, and you're going to learn all about that. And the three R's are not reading, writing, and arithmetic, just in case you are wondering. Our money word of the day is several because Mr. Murphy has prepared a bunch of moolah slang for us for our moolah word of the day. And I believe, uh, Jeremy Shane, you have an interesting Minutes on Your Money segment planned uh so what you're going to tell us what Brown is not doing for us. Is that correct? That is correct. Of course, we also have our trivia question, which is based on last week's show, Forget the Perfection Principle. And we have an awesome guest today, and it is going to be Mark DiGiovanni, who wrote an incredible book about getting wealthy. And so we'll find out what wealthy is. I like that. Is that Stewie? Yeah, I know. You would think I'm like Stewie, huh? Isn't that funny? Kind of Wheatins. Wheatins. Our new sponsor, Wheatins. Isn't that great? Yeah, we should write a letter and say, hey, I said Wheatins. When can I get paid? Yeah, and then maybe, you know, Family Guy might give us like a big up too because now we're talking about them. So we've got two new sponsors like Family Guy and Wheatins. Wheatins. Moving right along now. Yeah. As always, we will talk about your money, your credit, and how to get ahead in any economy. We will also show you how to manage your money easier, saving time and reducing stress, using these proven techniques for you to create unlimited wealth and happiness. Yeah. Okay. So the yeah guy is not going to be here all day, is he? Absolutely. He's going to be here. Oh, my God. What happened to Pocket Audience? I never saw him last week. The Pocket Audience is more than one dude. Well, okay, him and his crew. It's a bunch of people. Kind of like Logic Larry and the Magnificent Seven in the Brain. All right. No no pocket audience? We'll see. I mean, I don't know if they're here or not. It's really stressful, uh, especially because we have some awesome things to give away with our trivia question. And for those of you who are regular listeners, you have an edge on the competition because we always base our question on the previous week's show. Insiders Club members, though, don't even have to think because you are automatically entered in our weekly giveaways. But if you're not a member and would like to compete for great money management tools, never fear. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is here. And you, too, can win fabulous prizes all by answering this week's trivia question. Yeah. 
Where's my pocket audience? They're not here. Okay, Um, moving right along now. Stop it, and get rid of that British guy, too, that you brought with you. That guy's cool. Have you ever been to London? I I have, and I've shopped on Bond Street. Thank you. London's pretty cool. And I went and saw the pile of rocks with all the sheep around it. I did, too. You're talking about Stonehenge? Yes. Yeah, I did, too. That was pretty cool. I know, especially because Brian was there in summer clothes, like as if he was on the beach. It's really pretty out there, by the way, just so you know. Yeah, it was like the rolling green pastures and all that. But I don't know what that has to do with uh, the trivia question, too. It does Are you ready for it? Yep. So this week's trivia question is, in Forget the Perfection Principle, we talk about forgiveness and focusing on the progress of the process. We also talked about the mistake. And what we should focus on instead of the mistake. Do you remember that? Of course, Dutch. So what are we supposed to be focusing on instead of the mistake? That is this week's trivia question. Do you want me to tell you? Well, yeah. No. Why would you do that? The listeners are all on edge. Oh, great. I got my pencil ready. Yep. Nice. Yeah. If you uh, if you were smarter than Jeremy Shane and actually remember, because he probably doesn't remember, that's why he's not saying anything. Uh, so uh, if you think you have the right answer, you can win one of three ways. You can call in, chat in, or email in to win. If you would like to call in, that number is one eight six six nine six six ninety four twenty. That's eight six six nine six six. 9420. If you're listening live, hop in the chat room. And if not, you can still win by entering. If you were listening from a podcast or downloaded from our website, all you have to do is send an email to trivia at uywradio.com. Now go out and win some cool stuff. Hey. Hey. Like that? That's better than yeah. Yeah. Who is John Galt, by the way? You don't know who John Gold is? I just was reading your shirt today. Oh. Well, who is John Gold? He's the most amazing man on the planet. Fictitious man. He's really old now, I believe. Oh, no, he exists. I think he was probably in his 30s back in the 40s. <laughs> you think? I know he was, because that's when the book was written. Okay. Well, then, then uh, I'm his Dagny, just in case. Well, there you go. So, uh, yeah, so who is John Galt? So uh, that's the uh, movie that's going to be filming this fall. Yeah, it's a pretty good movie. That's why I'm rocking this shirt. I know, because it comes out next year, 2014, the third part of the trilogy. For those of them who don't know, for those of they who do not know, it (laughs) is which book? Uh, Atlas Shrugged. Thank you for the plug. There you go. Yes. So, uh, very cool shirt. I will make a note of that when I attend my next Atlas Society function and let them know that you are promoting. When I'm going to the Atlas Society for my first time, because I have never been there yet, I'm going to go without a shirt, and I'm going to write a magic marker, who is John Galt, <laughs> on my chest. Yeah. I guess I better start working out. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, well. What are you trying to say? Well, I'm sitting, there's a computer in front of us, so I can't see. So, but so if you were more burly, then I would see the muscles sticking oh, yeah. out. That's what I was saying. I wasn't implying that you were. Maybe wrong <laughs> along there. Should we take care of my uh, my news story? Yeah. What is Brown not doing? Well, are you familiar with this thing that they've been talking about for the last little while called Obamacare? <gasps> Perhaps. Yes. Would you like to enlighten us? I would like to just briefly touch on this article about UPS. What they are doing is not going to cover the spouses of many of their uh, employees. So is there a criteria or is it just like random? I'm going to pick you, but oh, no, you're too short. I'm not going to pick you. Well, this very first paragraph. You, your wife is too fat, so I'm not going to pick you. And you, your wife. What it says here is UPS and a growing list of other big companies will end health insurance coverage of employees' spouses this fall if they can get coverage elsewhere, an unwelcome result, at least in part, of Obamacare. 
So do you understand why this is happening and why they would do it? Why don't you share that? Because they estimate that by doing this, I believe it says, uh, well, I'll read this paragraph here. The move by UPS will affect an estimated 15,000 working spouses at that company, which UPS estimated would save about $60 million annually by not million? covering those people. Okay, so let me do this math here. So I got 15000 Where's my calculator? I don't think it matters. I think it matters because, like, let's, I just, I'm curious as to what that is, like, per person. Well, everybody knows insurance is expensive. Well, I get that, but I'm, like, trying to figure out, like, what their issue is. So it's how much? $60 million? Six zero one two three four five six zeros, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, divided by one five zero zero zero. Right. Uh... Four thousand. Well, you know, four thousand a year. So that's divided by. That's not that bad, actually. Because that's three hundred and thirty-three dollars a month per person. If I remember correctly, um, in my business, we paid, I believe, on average, five or six hundred dollars a person mm -hmm. for our people, and that was not with like that was like terrible insurance. I don't mm -hmm. want to say terrible, but I mean, com in comparison, skeleton coverage. Yeah, it was to. it was just not that great. And I, so, realistically, they're probably getting a pretty good deal on their uh, health and health their health coverage. But that's a huge number to be saving. I mean, that's just ridiculous. I mean, the well, yeah, that's why I was curious as to what it was like, what it broke down to be per person. Well, the reason why I really wanted to talk about this article is not just because there's going to be people who don't have health insurance, but financially, what's it going to do to the economy if Obamacare goes through? I know that there's a bunch of companies like Papa John's, for example, who have cut hours of their employees. So instead of being a full-time employee, they're they're cutting you down to part-time so they don't have to give health the insurance. The full-time benefit. So really what's going to happen is in order to to save the company money, they're going to cut hours and cut pay and whatever else in order to save in order to save money. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't people... make the nasty. Just I, I'd like to clarify that that doesn't make it a company nasty because the company is beholden to its shareholders. And, and you can't say shame on you, but then let me put more money in my four hundred one k that oh just happens to invest and hold shares in that because you have a vested interest in that company's health and longevity. Well, then you have, you know, some of the people like the liberals who say, no, you should be paying your employees more. But what I want to say is anybody who's worth. ever actually owned a business, um, people don't realize what it actually takes to own a business and operate it. It takes quite a bit. And everybody thinks that all these business owners are just wealthy people and they're greedy and blah, blah, blah. But I know plenty of business owners who actually make less money than a lot of their employees. Oh, no question, because, you know, sometimes, you know, people until you have to make a payroll and pay your people and like you could pay yourself first. However, you're you committed to those people. Pay them a certain wage for a certain amount of effort, and if they provided that effort, they did that on good faith. You yeah, owe absolutely. them that moolah. Absolutely. You know, so as a business owner, you have to make decisions, and it's like, do I eat, or do does the people that work for me eat? And then when I pinch my fat fanny, I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to pay them. <laughs> yeah, you see, <laughs> you there's know. a whole lot we could, could talk about. I could run on the treadmill, it. but instead, why don't I just pay my people and not eat? I could do that. Uh, so we could talk about this for hours, but the bottom line is I, a lot of people don't get it. Some people do get it. And I hope that for the sake of everybody in America, that it, all, if not at least part of Obamacare doesn't go through. Yeah. And, you know, uh, it might take another presidency to get it repealed. I hope not. But well, even I, now, it seems like Obama's kind of wavering on parts of it anyway right now. Well, I mean, we just have to look at, at, okay, we gave Medicare. We authorized the government to provide another health care coverage, and that system has failed, and not just failed, but abysmally failed. So it's like, okay, so you have track record. Your track record is crap at managing a business effectively. So why would I go back to you for the same crap? Precisely. I mean, I, I just that just makes no sense. 
But it was lovely. It was lovely that you shared, and I'm going to hurt that British guy. I swear. Moving right along now. I'm going to put a fork in his eyeball. Uh, But uh, he is right, unfortunately, this time. Instead of just interrupting me, he's right. And uh, we do need to move right along because, according to the cease favor in my hand, it's time to uh, visit with our sponsors. And we have so much more in store coming up because we have our Moolah Word of the Day from you, as well as our guest, Mark D. Giovanni, and practicing the three R's, our key for this week. You're listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio. Stay tuned for more after this. Yeah. Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become. Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That toll-free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. Like, has your cell phone or iPod ever totally run out of battery before? Maybe you're somewhere without power, like fishing, camping, or the beach. Now you can have all the power you need. The K3 Charger by Kinesis Industries uses wind and sun to charge your devices anytime, day or night. Use the wind and sun to store up charging power or charge your device right on the spot. Available now for $99.95 at www.kinesisindustries.com. That's Kinesis, K-I-N-E-S-I-S, industries.com. Like, go there, totally. Greenback is your neighborhood lender for auto title loans. We offer fast and easy cash title loans for cars, trucks, and motorcycles. Keep your car with title loans from $100 to $50,000. There are no year or mileage limits at Greenback, and we offer the cheapest rates in Arizona, guaranteed. For more information, visit GreenbackTitleLoans.com or call 480-926-6666. Hey, I'm over here. Hey, roll up the windows. I'm going to turn on the radio. This stuff sucks. Change it. Yeah, it does. There's got to be something decent on here somewhere. You're listening to Jeremy Shannon, 102.5. Hey, how's that? There you go. No, never mind. I don't like that one. Jeez, is that the only guy on the radio? Who is that? (laughs) That's Jeremy Shane. He's everywhere nowadays. Ooh, I like this one. Do you? Yeah, leave it there. Watch for the Cobra Project by Jeremy Shane at jeremyshane.com. This is how it's gonna go. I'm leaving, leaving today. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing left to say. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio. I am she, your maven of moolah. Uh, that would be me, Heather Wagonhals. Yes, thank you. In the house. woo With a silly British guy and, oh, also this guy named Jeremy Shane, who just happens to be a country music sensation. Oh, that guy. Yeah. You know, I think he has a single out now called It Ain't Me. Have you heard it? No, I haven't. Oh. Well, it's that guy. That guy, he's, he's here today, too. Sweet. That's what I thought. All right. So, uh, Jeremy, can you uh, give us a moolah? Well, you have something different for moolah. What are the? Days? I decided to do something different. I wanted to talk about a couple of interesting facts. How important money is in in society here. Number one, there's a few things 
called uh, slang terms for money that people, obviously, some people are familiar with. Mm-hmm. A handful of those are Greenback. Very nice. Yeah, imagine that. I wonder if there's a company named Greenback somewhere. I don't know. Uh, I think they're our sponsor. Oh, yeah. Uh, or one of. They also call them Buck, Bucks, you know, stuff like that. Bubba, Bubba. Um, over in the uh, U.K., there's actually some slang terms for the pound called pony, monkey, macaroni. Um, over here, they call them C notes. Uh, they call them wonders. Uh, they call them a grand. They call them smackers, knickers. I mean, there's all types of things that they call them. Like, isn't like a one of those little bricks of money with the like thing on it called a rubber band? Isn't it like five thousand dollars or something? Is a rubber band? I don't know, but I do know that sometimes I used to carry what they call a ghetto roll. What's that? A hundred dollar bill without one dollar bills on the outside, or I mean, one dollar bills with a hundred dollar bill on the outside. <laughs> you know that's so funny. I remember that movie Donnie Brasco when uh, Pacino was teaching uh, uh, what's his name the singer, that guy actor. with the face. Yeah, you know. And the hair. Yeah, Johnny Depp. God, yeah. he's killing me. Uh, remember when they he taught him how to put like the singles on the outside and the C notes on the inside, so people don't know what you have. Yeah. I always put my small ones on the outside. But I also want to point out real quick. But I used to do, what was the other thing called? Which one, the ghetto roll? Yeah, yeah. See, that's what I used to do, like, when I was younger. Yeah. That's so what I wanted I people to think I had money. Yeah, oh, look how much money this guy's got. Wow, he's got, like, a thousand ones. And yeah, but look at that hoopty he rolled up in, though. <laughs> yeah, well, that's how I have all that money. Exactly. But I just want to go. point out that in the United States alone, okay, Mm-hmm. There are actually three towns or villages named Greenback. Hmm. And there are three also called Dollar, four towns called Buck, and three of them called Bucks, plural. So that's how important money is in our The Bucks are not like hunting bucks? No, of course not according to this. Okay. It was named after money. Very interesting. Yeah. You named your kid after money. So? Like Grant. That would be awesome. Or like, you know, Franklin or... What I want is long dollars. As opposed to short dollars? Long dollars means a lot of money. Oh. I know that like the long dollar is like a, a an overtime investment. Yeah. Okay. Moving right along now. You keep pushing my buttons. I don't, I'm going to get rid of that British guy. You know, he ain't getting paid for today's show. I, don't, I hope he doesn't try to submit some sort of a invoice or anything for some voiceover work. Cause he sucks anyway. Uh, so uh, how about our guest today? Yeah, we have one of those. I'm in rare form. I don't know why. Kind of crazy. Uh, I'm looking at Mark DiGiovanni. Rabisi? Uh No. D. Giovanni, did Rabisi? you have to do your movie voice? Oh, Mark. <laughs> the way you did it earlier. Well, wait a minute. Did you know what a hairlip dog says? No. Mark, Mark, Mark. I don't I'm sorry. I'm not making fun of people. I just thought about that just now. It was kind of funny. Mark? Why? why? Oh, because they don't have, they can't. They can't the go bark. Go, oh, you know, okay. They can't go bark, bark, so they go mark, mark. I, Never mind. All right. Okay. I like that. Uh, so Mark, Mark, D. Giovanni, Sands the Hairlip, is joining us. You know, he was named a five-star best-in-client satisfaction wealth manager by Atlanta Magazine for guess what? There's one, two, three, four, five, six years in a row. He was one of the first seven CFP ambassadors appointed by the Certified Financial Planner Board of Standards. And in his role, he supports the CFP's Board Consumers Advocacy Program. He also addresses the financial issues of the American consumer through public speaking engagements and media appearance. And he has put forth his fifth, count them, one, two, three, four, five, fifth book titled Becoming Wealthy Like Wheatons. So I'm Is that excited. Stewie? Yeah. So gonna be our new sponsor. Uh so why don't we have a chat with him and figure out why he's calling to wealthy. That sounds good. Okay. Wow. Welcome to the show, Mark. Thank you, Heather. I'm glad to be here. It's so good to have you on, and I am so impressed with what you're doing in the marketplace with helping people not under not only understand um wealth. 
but how it wealth plays a bigger role into your entire life. And your your newest book, Becoming Wealthy, Wealth and Health Rising in Sync, you know, I know why it's so important. I'd like to hear what your take is on why that is so important. Well, thank you. Um, the, the title is Becoming Wealthy, W-H-E-A-L-T-H-Y. Uh, it's, a, it's a blending of wealthy and healthy. And if you want to know how to pronounce it, if you're familiar with Family Guy, it's the same way Stewie pronounces Wheat thins and cool whip. Yeah, wheat thins. Um, I love that. <laughs> but but it, but it's the it's the idea that those two go together. Uh, the idea for the book actually came to me when I was jogging one day, and it occurred to me that I've been lucky enough to have uh, blessed with good health and good wealth. But it also occurred to me that the the behaviors that that I've done throughout my life. Uh, have contributed to both of those. And then I, as I thought about it more, I also realized that behaviors that people exhibit uh, in one or the other also tend to be detrimental to both wealth and health simultaneously. So I started looking into, you know, what is the connection between the two and what is it that we can do simultaneously to provide, you know, benefit in both health and wealth and any time that we could we can improve two areas that we find very important to us, we get basically a double return on our investment, and that doubles the incentive to want to make some changes to improve those areas. As you were doing your research for the book, what were some of the surprising things that you uncovered in your research? Uh, well, well, one of the things that was interesting is, as I went back is that uh, I'm sure most people are familiar with the the book millionaire next door. And one of the things that they pointed out with that was that the millionaire said that two of their choices had the most impact on uh, their success. And that was their choice of career and their choice of spouse. Um, I talked about the choice of career in the first book I wrote called Six Million Minutes on the Clock. And I really do believe that choosing the right career is one of the most fundamental parts of getting both the health and wealth equation right. Uh, because if you choose the right career, then you're uh, well on your way to being successful and happy simultaneously. Mm -hmm. And because most of our wealth is derived from our primary efforts in our career, you know, your six million minutes on the clock is Look, it's it's a great resource for folks to like explore what they need to be doing. What goes into making an effective career choice versus just picking a job? Well, one of the things that I have in, in becoming wealthy is a couple of chapters that uh, help people to, as, as I say, know themselves. Uh, one of the ones is is a simple test called the Myers-Briggs Type Indicator, which a lot of them may be familiar with. Uh, there are it, there are basically 16 personality types. We're all different. We're all unique. Uh, there are no good and bad personality types. But that particular type indicator is a good way for people to find out uh, where their where their strengths are and and what they are like, uh, and that can help them uh, figure out what kind of career path they may want to go. For example. The Myers-Briggs type indicator may indicate that you have a low threshold for rejection. And in a situation like that, a career in sales may not be a good idea. <laughs> uh, unless unless so, you're so, masochistic. Exactly. So, so you know, you want – that's one of the first steps of being able to find the career where you feel like a square peg in a square hole and not a square peg in a round hole. Mm -hmm. By the way, they can take that test at the, the website called humanmetrics.com. Uh, that's the test, the, the website that was actually set up by um, the Myers family that started this. Another one that I came across um, was done by two prominent psychologists, Martin Seligman and Chris Peterson, and they're pioneers in the field of positive psychology. Most psychology tends to deal with all of the negative aspects of, of the human nature. Well, they decided that there had to be some positive aspects as well, so they've done an enormous amount of research. One of the things that they did was they went and looked at cultures throughout history. And one of the things that they found was that there were six broad virtues that seemed to be uh, imp 
important uh, and 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 in abundance in, in all of these different cultures. And those six broad virtues were were wisdom, courage, humanity, justice, temperance, and transcendence. And then they further found that there were 24 character strengths that create those six virtues. And so so uh, Seligman and, and Peterson actually set up a website. That one is called AuthenticHappiness.org. And you can actually take a, a test on there, and it's quite extensive. And what it does is it, it helps you measure your uh, your relative strengths and weaknesses in those 24 character strengths. And I think those two things in combination can really give a person a good picture of who they are and can help kind of guide them into the types of careers that may be the best fit where they will find that uh, they will just have the, the best success because they're not, say, you know, swimming against the current. It's, it's a much more natural fit for them. And that, to me, is one of the, the foundations to being both healthy and wealthy in the long run. I, I agree with you that, that we have to think about that balance because we've got physical health, we've got the mental health, and then we have our financial health, and they're, they're all kind of intermingled. So if, uh, so if we go to begin in saying, okay, so now that I recognize that there's a correlation, what's the first thing I need to do before I even think about financial planning or stuff like that? What do I need to address when it comes to my health and wealth? What am I examining, looking at? Where do I start? Um, One of the things in my research that I found was that the single most important determinant of success and and I would put that, you know, as something that relates very strongly to either health or wealth as far as achieving your goals is not intelligence or anything like that. It's actually self-control. Um, in 1968, Walter Mischel, who is a psychologist at Stanford University, conducted what is what has become known as the marshmallow test. And what he did was he had four and five-year-olds that would come into a room they would they would sit down. Uh, the the assistant would explain uh, what was going to go on, and basically what it was was this: was that when they sat down, they were told, "You can have this marshmallow that's on the table right now, but if you can wait a few minutes and not eat it, you can get a second marshmallow." And what they did was they then watched the the, the children through one way glass and observed what they did. Uh, only about a third of the, the children were able to uh, control eating the marshmallow for about a 10-minute period, which is what they, they did. And one of the things that they would do is they would distract themselves. They would stop focusing on the marshmallow. But one of the th- interesting things, when because they followed up with these children for, for several years afterwards, and, and the most interesting thing about it was that what they found was that when these, when these children got to high school, the children that were able to not eat the marshmallow for the 10-minute period had SAT scores that averaged 200 points higher than those students who did not, uh, which tells you that self-control more than intelligence is a greater factor in things like test-taking success and so many other things in life, much more than, than, than raw intelligence because the problem is that if you can't control what your resources are, they're not much good to you. Yeah, that's a great correlation. I'm familiar with that test, and I was so impressed because they followed them for like 30 years and even looked at jobs and home ownership oh, and all of that. Oh, stuff. right. I mean, everything, divorce rate, uh, you know, income, everything that, that, you know, you would measure someone's success in adult life and, and the distinction between the children that had that self-control at a very early age and those who didn't was quite quite stark. Right. You know, and, and I said, uh, you know, it's a, a common thing, you know, when I, I talk with parents, you know, their biggest budget failures seem to be in the realm of their children. And they're like, well, I just didn't get to have it when I was a kid. So I'm like, so you have it now. You know, don't indulge your children because you're setting them up for failure. And right. And- it's it's very very frustrating, but it's so damaging to your finances as well. Oh oh, there's no question, and and you know, and not only can they, we'll call it misspending on your children create problems for you, but it also tends to teach 
the children the wrong lessons. I did an article uh, for Atlanta Parent Magazine a couple of months ago, um, and we called it Avoiding Affluenza. And it was basically some tips to avoid having your children, you know, may end up making money mistakes later on in life by things that they're learning now. Uh, There were like about seven or eight different tips that I had on that. Yeah, it's um, it's uh, it's so important to to really pay attention because you know it, we can have bad money management behaviors, but we don't necessarily have to transfer them to our kids. And I'd like to talk to you some more about affluenza, money morons, and being whipsawed. After the break, you are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio. I'm Heather Wagenhalls, and we'll be right back with more Mark C. Giovanni after this. Hey, I'm over here. Hey, roll up the windows. I'm going to turn on the radio. This stuff sucks. Change it. Yeah, it does. There's got to be something decent on here somewhere. You're listening to Jeremy Shannon, 102.5. Hey, how's that? There you go. No, never mind. I don't like that one. Jeez, is that the only guy on the radio? Who is that? (laughs) That's Jeremy Shane. He's everywhere nowadays. Ooh, I like this one. Do you? Yeah, leave it there. Watch for the cover project by Jeremy Shane at jeremyshane.com. This is how it's gonna go. I'm leaving, leaving today. Like, has your cell phone or iPod ever totally run out of battery before? Maybe you're somewhere without power, like fishing, camping, or the beach. Now you can have all the power you need. The K3 Charger by Kinesis Industries uses wind and sun to charge your devices anytime, day or night. Use the wind and sun to store up charging power or charge your device right on the spot. Available now for $99.95 at www.kinesisindustries.com. That's Kinesis, K-I-N-E-S-I-S, industries.com. Like, go there totally. Greenback is your neighborhood lender for auto title loans. We offer fast and easy cash title loans for cars, trucks, and motorcycles. Keep your car with title loans from $100 to $50,000. There are no year or mileage limits at Greenback. And we offer the cheapest rates in Arizona, guaranteed. For more information, visit GreenbackTitleLoans.com or call 480-926-6666. Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become. Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That toll-free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Mark DiGiovanni on Unlock Your Wealth Radio. I am she, your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhalls, and we've been having an incredible discussion uh, about avoiding affluenza and self-governance and behavior. And Mark, um, how can those things lead into your book that you wrote called Whipsawed? You talk about how greed and fears shred finances, and those are both kind of items that are driven by behavior as well. Mm-hmm. Well, 
Right. The, the, the reason I wrote that book was that it had occurred to me uh, after several years as a financial planner that the thing that was damaging uh, people's financing the most was not even the robber barons of Wall Street or anything like that. It was their own emotions. And the two emotions that were whipsawing them were greed and fear. When things were going well, they greed, and by greed, I mean expecting more than what is reasonable. Um, there was that. And then on the opposite side, when things are going badly, fear would get them to do things that would, were harmful for them in the long run that simply made them feel good in the short term. Uh, so those two emotions, to me, were doing so much damage that I wanted to, to dig deeper into what the causes were and also how the best ways for people to be able to deal with them, especially when it came to finances. One of the things that I discovered with this was actually a simple formula that I call 10-10-80, and that's this. Um, that you share 10% of your income, you save 10% of your income, and then you spend the other 80% of your income. And here's why I recommend that. If you share 10% of your income, you basically use that is the antidote for greed, okay? Because when you share, one of the things that you discover is that the joy of giving far surpasses the pleasure of receiving. and that that will insulate you from the, the corrosive effects of greed. If you save 10%, then you develop a discipline. You build up an actual cash reserve. And what you find is that the things that are scaring everybody else when it comes to turmoil in the financial markets and things like that, you feel far less threatened by them because you have both the internal discipline and the self-control that you exhibit your savings, plus you actually have money to, to help protect you in terms of, a, of an economic downturn or the loss of a job or anything like that. So those two, those two actions are the most effective ways of, of avoiding the, the emotional damage that caused, that ruins more people's finances than any other thing, thing, single thing that I've come across. Yes, and I'm sure that everybody else can figure out how to spend the 80%. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's the least of their problems. Yeah, yeah, we don't have to go over that one. But, you know, I advocate um, the, the same exact thing with our money management program. Um, so, you know, uh, when it comes to addressing uh, greed um, and fears, what do you think is the single uh, common denominator as a driver um, I think part of it is is the the lack of objectivity. Okay, and this is where some someone in a in a profession like myself can be of a very valuable service to my client. Back in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, when everything was dropping by forty or fifty percent, um, I would sit down with my clients and. They were justifiably nervous at that time, uh, and I was too, I'll admit it. But I was able to help them maintain a longer-term perspective and get a handle on what was really going on and what things were likely to be like in five years. Uh, and hearing it from me helped uh, counterbalance a lot of what they were hearing on the news at the time. And of course, you know, the news media is typically going to focus on the most negative stories because those are the ones that will get and keep your attention. If it bleeds, um, it leads. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. If it bleeds, it leads. So, um, and I understand that, you know, they, they've got their job to do. But, you know, one of the things that I was telling my clients is, look, if it makes you uncomfortable to open up your monthly statement, don't open it. Stick it in a drawer and you can look at it later, okay? I also said turn off CNBC and some of the other financial media and go out and work in the garden. Do do something that makes you feel good, and don't focus on that. You're paying me to worry for you, mm -hmm. right? And I and I will keep an eye on that. I I say that my job, and it should be the job of every certified financial planner who who does this, is our first uh, duty is to be a steward of our client's assets. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, you know, I said to my coaching clients, they're like, well, what should I do? Should I call my broker? And I'm like, well, only if you want to go shopping. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, this isn't bad news. Everything's on sale. Goodness gracious. <laughs> you know, I, I, said, I said the same thing. I said, you know, think of shares like shoes. And if, if the shoes are normally $15, okay, which is the average PE for the S&P 500 over a long period of time, that's, that's the starting price. If the price went to 33, you wouldn't buy any, okay? Mm-hmm. Which is what it was before the bubble burst in early 2000, and people were falling over themselves to buy shares. Mm-hmm. When we hit the rock bottom in March of 2009, the the PE was around eight, which means those $15 shares were now on sale for eight bucks. You know, you couldn't you couldn't put a gun to people's heads and get them to buy at that point. I mean, all I was trying to do for the most part was get people not to sell at that ridiculously low price. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so you're I was right. excited. I, mean, I went shopping. I'm like, oh, I can have Chanel oh, shoes on for 75 percent off because I mean, you saw even some of the big boys went. Oh down. yeah, and I'm like, I mean, there's there's no question. And and you know, all of the clients that stayed put and 95, no, about 98 percent of my clients didn't didn't panic and fell, um, you know, within a year or two, they were extremely glad that they, they stayed disciplined. Yeah. And I was very proud of them for doing so. Yeah. And it's amazing to me how many people still panicked. And I, and I, you know, I just questioned financial advisors at that point. Cause I'm like, they could have stabilized the marketplace really quickly right. by saying, sit still a loss isn't a loss unless you sell, you know? So that was kind of, you know, Kind of an interesting thing, which leads me into my next few questions. You know, when we talk about you know financial advisors not understanding their fiduciary responsibilities to money morons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and you wrote about money morons. So, and, uh, and what caused and somebody to earn that designation? Well, you know what, it's it's a catchy title, but I I was not writing it with the idea of slamming anybody, okay? Right. It actually, it actually was written, you know, to provide uh, good, sound overall advice for people um, in, a, in a way that they could use it as a reference book and put it on there. Now, what I do is, is at the end of each chapter, um, after giving them good, sound financial advice, I, I have a little rebuttal thing. And in the rebuttal, here's what a money moron would do. And then I, I list a few things at the end of each chapter, okay? Rather tongue-in-cheek. Right, uh, but but it's but it's the idea that you know nobody wants to be a money moron, and and when I've given the book to people, you know, <laughs> sometimes there's someone hasn't. Are you trying to tell me They're something? Like, yes, <laughs> is there an inference here that I'm supposed to no. be gathering? No, it's but a- I, but I will tell you, you know, in in reference to money morons, I just got a call last night from my nephew. Uh, he just got back from uh, a stint in Afghanistan with the Air National Guard. While he was gone, he, he had a friend of his take care of his car, and, and she was allowed to drive it. Uh, he also contacted the insurance company, made every, everybody there aware of what was going on. But one of the things that he did was, before he left, he went back and had, had reread the chapter in my book about insurance, and he made sure that he had very good coverage on his car, including liability and the other things, and that she was a state driver. And she had a not-at-fault accident where somebody hit her. And he said that the claims process was so much easier and he didn't have to worry about it because he had read the book and followed my advice in there regarding the insurance. So it was very good to hear that I was able to help a family member uh, and get that kind of immediate feedback and that his life was made a little bit simpler upon his return uh, because he followed some of the advice that I'd given him. But what's another – see, so he evaded the – uh, moronic title, but what would be an example of uh, a common money moron mistake? Um, one one of the things that I think, if, if I were to pick one thing out of that book, um, there's a chapter I call I have called "You at 82," and basically, and I and I picked that because at the time I wrote it, my my dad was 82; he's now 86. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was the idea that, that we don't really stop to think about what things are going to be like when we're old until we're already old. And at that point, there's not a whole lot that, that we can do. Um, when, for example, we talk about, uh, well, let me, let me give you an example. 
you know, when when Social Security was put in place in 1935, they picked the retirement age at 65. It was somewhat of an arbitrary number that they picked. But the one thing that they did know at that time was half of the workers would not live to be 65, and the other half would live an average of five years before they died. Now, all of those workers had basically started working at age 15 because most of the population never finished high school back then. Mm-hmm. So they would start work at 15, they would retire at 65, which meant they had 50 years in the workforce, and those that actually lived that long would, would be retired and collect benefits for five years. So there's a 10 to 1 ratio of work to retirement there. All right, let's fast forward to today, okay? Now you can retire at 62 with benefits, and if you lived, if you are alive at 62, which the overwhelming majority of the population is, you have a life expectancy of about 25 years. Okay. Now, those people that started work at 62 probably or stopped work at 62 probably started at around 22 because most of them probably went to college. Okay. So you have basically 40 years in the workforce to have 25 years um, in retirement. So now you have a ratio of eight to five instead of 10 to one. Now, you're going to have to fund that 25 years. In the meantime, you no longer have the guaranteed pension that you had in the old days because companies came to realize these employees are living a lot longer and we can't get a handle on what the cost is going to be. So we're going to define the contribution rather than defining the benefit. So it then turns out how much do you need to save in order for you to be able to be retired for a quarter of a century? Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, when you stop and think about what that number is, you have to start early and or you have to be really aggressive in terms of your saving and investing to get to that number and be able to retire. Uh, but I will also say this, that I think having a Social Security that begins at 62 actually does a disservice to uh, to our population and to the country as a whole because you're basically indicating to people it's okay to retire at 62 and you're probably over the hill anyway. And and I would disagree with that strongly. And I think that we need to, to recognize that we shouldn't be spending nearly a third of our lives being unproductive, right? right. And, and by that, I mean, you know, not, not contributing to the GDP, having this mindset that we're over the hill and everything else. I, I And this is the other thing about Finding the right career is that if you find the right career, you're never going to want to retire. Right? Right. Um, you will keep doing it, and, and I've been blessed to be able to do this. You know, I will probably keep doing this until nobody can trust me with their money anymore. Uh, so it's the idea that, that you, are, you are going to be productive. And the other thing is you can do this for 60 years, whatever it is, your chosen careers, and you won't feel like you're working a day in your life. Yeah, agreed. And I think that when you enjoy what you do, you get your personal satisfaction goes up and your desire for external things kind of goes down. So it makes that 10, 10, 80 much easier to manage because you're not looking for satisfaction, you know, from your money because you're having a, a more profound satisfaction uh, with the overall quality of your life because you like what you do and the people that you share with and everything. And I think that that's really important because you know, with compression of morbidity, that 25 years is pretty quality. So you're not over the hill. You're usually fairly ambulatory and, and you would be oh, able yeah. to function just fine. You know, so I, uh, yeah, I think that that sets people up for a level of failure, you know, because with, you know, with that, all that wisdom to not have it returned to, you know, the productive community with their contributions, their advice to be able to share that. It's a travesty to take those people out of the workforce. Well, and I remember several years ago, um, somebody was showing me in terms of people when they retire, they said, all right, you know, get out a piece of paper and write the seven days of the week across the, the top. And then along the side, put morning, afternoon, and evening, right? And then draw your little boxes. And now you got 21 boxes there. All right, fill them in, all right? I mean, how many days, how many little boxes are you going to put golf in there, okay? What are you going to do with the other ones? Uh, you know, and that that's the thing that, that so many retirees face is uh, they don't really know what to do with their time sometimes, but they don't feel like they're doing anything to make a contribution. I mean, the good thing is that a lot of them do start uh, working in churches and charities and making a real contribution that way. And I think that that is great. But 
you know, the idea that, that you also, when if you had a job for a number of years, you probably have a certain amount of your, your personal identity comes from that. And that goes away at that time, too. So there has to be a way of being able to replace that, too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it, I, I actually like seeing where more people are phasing into retirement. In other words, they may finally retire from the job that they took only to, you know, provide a good income. And then they start, you know, doing some things that they like primarily and that pays a little bit. And then they eventually, you know, transition to where they don't actually earn any income. Mm-hmm. I think that makes that transition much better than all of a sudden one day you're not earning any income anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this has been an amazing conversation. If folks want to get your books or find out more information about your financial practice and what you do, how do they get a hold of you? Well, they can go to my website, which is marathon for the long com, And that's because my, my business name is Marathon Financial Strategies. Um, they can, they can contact me. They can find all about me and contact me through that website. And if they are interested in any of my books, they can go to Amazon.com. They're all available there. And I can give them um, a special uh, discount code that they can get 20% off of any of the books. Um, awesome. Well, our Unlock okay. Your Wealth Radio listeners love discount codes, so that's great. Well, for okay. those of you who are driving around without a pencil, never fear. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is here where you can visit Mark's show page and get all the linky links and discount codes to his good stuff. Let's stay tuned for more Unlock Your Wealth Radio. We'll be right back with more coming up after this. Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become. Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That toll-free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. Like, has your cell phone or iPod ever totally run out of battery before? Maybe you're somewhere without power, like fishing, camping, or the beach. Now you can have all the power you need. The K3 Charger by Kinesis Industries uses wind and sun to charge your devices anytime, day or night. Use the wind and sun to store up charging power or charge your device right on the spot. Available now for $99.95 at www.kinesisindustries.com. That's Kinesis, K-I-N-E-S-I-S, industries.com. Like, go there, totally. Greenback is your neighborhood lender for auto title loans. We offer fast and easy cash title loans for cars, trucks, and motorcycles. Keep your car with title loans from $100 to $50,000. There are no year or mileage limits at Greenback, and we offer the cheapest rates in Arizona, guaranteed. For more information, visit GreenbackTitleLoans.com or call 480-926-6666. Hey, I'm over here. Hey, roll up the windows. I'm going to turn on the radio. This stuff sucks. Change it. Yeah, it does. There's got to be something decent on here somewhere. You're listening to Jeremy Love me. Hey, how's that? There you go. No, never mind. I don't like that one. Jeez, is that the only guy on the radio? Who is that? <laughs> That's Jeremy Shane. He's everywhere nowadays. 
Ooh, I like this one. Do you? Yeah, leave it there. Watch for the Cobalt Project by Jonathan at Jonathan.com. This is how it's gonna go. I'm leaving, leaving today. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing left to say. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhals. And I just happen to have next to me in the studio country music sensation Jeremy Shane Murphy. I don't know where he is. He's he's out, like, with the British guy, cracking jokes in the hall, I'm sure. Probably. Uh, well, and that's too bad. It sucks for them because, you know, it's the Keys to Riches segment, like what we've all been waiting for. Yay. And I bet those two really need to learn this. You're probably right. So this week's key is practicing the three R's. And for those of you joining us for the first time, welcome to the broadcast. We're glad to have you. The Keys to Riches is a baker's dozen of financial concepts that teach you how to think like the rich and be in control of your own money. It also gives you specific techniques to create or fix your credit. Uh, eliminate debt, save and invest, building wealth, all while transforming your current financial habits into healthy money management skills. And we do that one week at a time, one key at a time. And uh, so practicing the three R's is our 12th key. Yeah. So we have come so far, for those of you that have been with us the entire show season, this is the key that's going to keep you on track, and it will keep you from falling off the wagon. And if you do fall, it will allow you to get back up in a systematic and strategic way that you don't have to regret making mistakes like we learned uh, last week with Forget the Perfection Principle. And it gives us an opportunity to be flexible in our financial planning. So we have the three R's being review, revise, and recommit. And in our review phase, we want to do this quarterly. So for those of you who turn the lights on, it's like the lights went on all of a sudden. This guy, yeah, they've been on. Yeah, You just opened your eyes. Why do they get brighter? Well, it's Quentin. Because it's because it's illuminating, I guess, uh, our review phase. So when we review, the purpose of this is to take a look at what's happened over the past financial quarter, and we want to look at a few things to uh, remember our three questions, which is where am I, where am I going, and what's the difference, and determine if we're getting closer to or further away from our goals. So we're going to review first our dreams with deadlines. This is the where am I going? What are we trying to accomplish? We want to get that in front of our face first. And we want to do that because we want to remember what we were chasing because we get caught up in the minutia of the moment. From day to day, we make mountains out of molehills and we can lose sight of what it is that we truly say we desire because we take our focus from the long-term vision and put it on the immediate, which is normal because biologically, as you know from the show, that's what we're set up to do. So we're going to review our goals first to get those firmly planted in mind. Where are we going? Then we are going to review our, what's the difference, our last three months of savings and spending trackers. We're going to review our profit and loss statements and see if we have more money coming in than is going out and if we've made headway in that department of our goals planning, which means reducing or eliminating any frivolous debt that we have. And then we're going to also look at our balance sheet, our where am I from three months ago to see where we started from. And we're going to make another one to determine if where we are now is ahead of the game. Then, after we do this review, we are going to revise if necessary. We're going to ask ourselves, is there any new information that we have? Did we have an unplanned pregnancy? Did we have to take on the care of an indigent parent? Do we have a special needs child? What has changed since we last sat down to do this? And do we need to make short-term changes to our savings and spending plan? Or do we need to make long-term changes to our goals because it's going to materially alter our household? And then after we get through this process, 
we have to go back and recommit because remember, you know, when we talk about our brain, now me is focused on what? Seeking pleasure and avoiding pain in this moment. And so we have to get him excited about our long-term goals. So we need to recommit to them. And so we need to go through that whole visualization process we did in Dreams with Deadlines. And then what my father used to always say, plan your work, work your plan. So from this point forward, all you have to do is work the plan for the next three months when you take your next review, revise, and recommit and practice the three R's. This is your saving grace when it comes to successful money management. So that's it for this week's key. If you would like our key statement, key commitment, and key action item, please visit our website at unlockyourwealthradio.com and click on the This Week's Key tab. And if you haven't noticed, we've added some really great features to our website. One is our scam alerts and our quirky money stuff sections. So check those out. And for more in-depth interviews with money experts, strategies, and members-only tools to fix your credit, get out of debt, and have more money and happiness, do what other savvy listeners have, and visit unlockyourwealthradio.com where you go to get your money mind right so your wealth and happiness will follow. For unlockyourwealthradio.com, I am Heather Wagonholt. And I'm Jeremy Shane. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Shane Murphy. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2013 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com. With Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.